Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech. Assistant Editor Michael White joins us. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. Michael, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, George. Happy New Year to you and happy holidays to you and all of our all of our listeners. I hope your holiday season was wonderful. Well, thank you very much. It was. It was a great time to spend with uh, friends and family, and I hope yours was, was fantastic as well. We had a wonderful holiday. It was very, very nice. Thank you very much. So what I would love to do, 2015 is rapidly coming to an end. I want to look back throughout this year and not really do a traditional year in review. I want to know not just about equipment that you found very interesting this year, but what did you and some of the editors of Road Bike Action Magazine just find really special for you? What what had meaning to you this year in the bike industry that uh, you think is very meaningful? Well, that's a great question, George, and and it's something that uh, you know I'd love to talk to you about. And and really, this this past year, 2015, uh, it's been a great year. Great year for me personally. Great year, I believe, for the rest of the editors of Road Bike Action Magazine, and a great for our company at large. Uh, we've we've done very well this year with a, a lot of great support from from readers, both uh, both long long time subscribers and new uh, new subscribers, and people you know visiting our website, which we've been working hard on. Uh, to update from uh, you know from from a previous iteration, and uh, yeah, the the outpouring of support has just been fantastic. Our brand's been growing uh, throughout many different uh, channels, uh, social media, all kinds of things, and and uh, we're looking at uh, some some interesting changes for for next year, and uh, yeah, we're 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 just you know riding the wave so to speak, and having a having a great uh, end of the year, and we're really looking forward to 2016. I guess you know if we'd been talking about this. Uh, December 28th of 2014, what would have been some things that you would have said you'd really been looking forward to in 2015? What were some of the magazine's goals, your goals? Well, I think for, for 2015, for this past year, I think uh, I think the company at large, we wanted to really push, um, you know, kind of what we we always have, and that's really technical articles and how-to articles and, and bike tests, uh, you know, the bread and butter of our company. Uh, high torque publications, whether it's Road Bike Action Magazine, Mountain Bike Action Magazine, uh, Electric Bike Action Magazine, and our, our various motorcycle titles, uh, that bread and butter has really been our bike test, and that's something that we're, we've always been very, very proud of uh, for the company's you know 30 year, 30 plus year history, and uh, so that's something we really want to focus on and, and uh, sort of uh, renew and, and um, breathe some new life into. And so, um, I, you know, without without bragging too much, I think um, I think we can safely say that uh, we're very proud of what we've accomplished and, and the content that we've um, that we've created this past year. In that regard, uh, as well as some other things too, we also wanted to make a big push on the road bike side uh, to really cover a lot more events, a lot more Grand Fondos, uh, gravel events. And uh, just different things that people can do on a bike. Uh, I've said many times before, talking to you, George, on this podcast, that uh, th- there's really no better time to be a cyclist than right now because there's so much great, great technology uh, and that can really enhance your bike and enhance your ride. And uh, there are so many wonderful events, too, that you can participate in, challenge yourself. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of racing to do uh, at the local level. And uh, it's also been a great time to be a cycling fan with a, a tremendous amount of fantastic racing, uh, both domestically and internationally, at the classics, at the Grand Tours, really, really everywhere. And then, of course, this past year, we also had you know, the, uh, the World Road Championships held on our home soil in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, that was just, a, just an amazing event. 
And uh, really, it's just it's been a fantastic year. So for you personally, um, not to pry, so let's say you personally in your profession, <laughs> did you have any New Year's resolution type uh, deals with yourself at the end of 2014 for 2015 that you met? Yeah, you know, at the end of 2014, I, I really wanted to sort of challenge myself personally uh, on the bike and, uh, you know, kind of improve my fitness. Um, I, had, I had gotten uh, married uh, in 20, at the end of 2014, and uh, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, uh, but it also took away a little bit of my time uh, from training and from the bike and, and sort of uh, forced me to reevaluate my, my, uh, my relationship with the bike and uh, with, you know, with riding at large. Um, you know, my wife and I, we bought a house, and uh, we're spending much more time with, uh, with our family, and, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the flip side was that I wasn't really riding my bike too much anymore. So heading into 2015, I really wanted to just challenge myself and uh, try and participate in a couple more Grand Fanos, a couple bigger, uh, longer-distance events, which is something I really have never done before. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm by no means a, a, a very great or very fit rider at all. Um, but, uh, you know, I enjoy riding my bike as, as much as anyone. And, and uh, so I targeted a few different events here and there, uh, including the, uh, um, the uh, Belgian Waffle Ride out here in Southern California in, uh, in April. And uh, that was sort of one of my big goals for, for this past year, to really participate in that finally after not being able to for a couple of years and, and uh, enjoy the scene that they put on. And, and it's a fantastic event, uh, 140 miles of uh, mostly road, but some, some dirt uh, trails as well, and uh, just, just a great scene with you know, several hundred people out there. And then uh, leading up to that, we, um, our whole staff at Road Bike Action, we participated in the, the Sea Otter Grand Fondo uh, at the Sea Otter Classic in Monterey, mm-hmm. California. It's a, it's a great event. Um, anyone who's able to make it out there, it's, it's the best bicycle festival in America going on right now. And uh, one of the highlights is that Grand Fondo, and it's a, just incredible roads with, with almost no traffic whatsoever. Uh, in, in the hills around uh, Monterey, California. It's just beautiful. And uh, we actually also got to ride with a couple uh, couple pro riders, too. And, and uh, I personally got to ride for a little bit with uh, Cadell Evans, former Tour de France winner and uh, one, of, you know, one, of the, one of the all-time greats. So that was, that was a big thrill for me, just to be able to meet him and, and uh, get, to, get to hold on to his wheel for, wheel for a couple minutes. And uh, it was a, that was a great event. Now, I'd like your opinion on what were some of the high points of 2015 in the cycling industry and what were some of the not so high? Well, as far as the cycling industry goes, uh, you know, really on the tech side, I I think there are quite a few highs in 2015. Uh, A lot of new bikes have come out, um, uh, particularly a lot of aero road bikes. Uh, There's been sort of a a renewed push towards aerodynamics, uh, a lot more brands have really put a, a lot of emphasis in, in uh, research and development into new era road bikes. Uh, some examples include uh, the Scott Foil, uh, which uh, Scott took a really interesting t- uh, or interesting uh, path to that new bike. Uh, they really wanted to uh, improve the bike's overall aerodynamics, but they also wanted to improve uh, comfort as well. Uh, so that's that's a great new bike that we got to test this year. Um, also, the Specialized uh, Venge, their new Venge model, it's it's radical looking. Uh, very very space age with uh, full full internal routing for all the cables and and um, very uniquely placed uh, brakes and a uh, brand new handlebar all sorts of things uh, resulted in a in an incredibly aerodynamic bike and uh, also the Trek Madone another bike that we got to ride this year uh, incredible aer- aerodynamic integration into that road frame uh, so I think that was definitely one of the highs for 2015 was uh, was the aero bike. 
sort of, uh, I don't want to say resurgence, but uh, the next step in Herobike evolution. Uh, other five points, too. Um, again, I talked about this a couple times on our show. Uh, SRAM's Red ETAP electronic wireless group set. Uh, I, I think it's a, an absolute game changer for the road bike industry, and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more, uh, a lot of bikes spec with uh, Red ETAP in 2016 and uh, even more so beyond in model year 2017. Uh, so SRAM's really, really pushing the envelope in the technology um, in that regard. And uh, beyond that, too, in 2016, we hopefully will be seeing uh, another new group set from FSA. Uh, FSA has, um, you know, they've had a, a bunch of different components available for a while, and uh, we've seen some prototype uh, full group sets on some pro race bikes in 2015. Uh, most notably, uh, former world champion Michael Kwiatkowski, he had uh, he had an FSA uh, prototype group set on one of his backup bikes uh, during part of the 2015 racing season, and that's sort of uh, what what's uh, generally being described as a semi wireless drivetrain with uh, the shippers um, allegedly communicating with the derailleurs uh, wirelessly, uh, and in turn the front and rear derailleurs are connected with a wire. So it's something similar to SRAM Red ETAP, but uh, you know a, a different platform, and it's a whole new player in the drivetrain uh, drivetrain game. So that's something that's, uh, I think, another high point for this year, and hopefully will be a high point for next year to give consumers another option uh, for you know for shifting and for interacting with their bike. Um, other other highlights really include um, just a lot more um, options available for things like tubeless tires and wheels. Um, we're big proponents of tubeless technology uh, here at Road Bike Action. Uh, I think they can really really enhance uh, enhance a lot of customers' ride quality, as a lot of people's abilities to prevent flats and uh, to really improve performance too by allowing them to run lower tire pressures without fear of pin flatting. Uh, also things like gravel bikes. We've seen gravel bikes become very, very popular uh, in 2015 with uh, many brands unveiling new models, uh, plenty of builds, and um, uh, again, other component manufacturers jumping on with uh, new tire options too, wider tires, uh, knobby tires, sort of hybrid cyclocross tires. So again, the, the amount of choices, the amount of options available to uh, to the consumers uh, is, is, is staggering. There's a lot of great options. And uh, so I think that's another big, big highlight for 2015. Did you see any misses in 2015? You know, uh, 2015 misses. I, you know, I honestly, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say I, I saw zero misses because I think there were a few, few things that I saw in the technology department. But um, I think, I think probably the biggest miss, so to speak, if you can call it that, is um, uh, just a general um, uh, reluctance among the public to, uh, to sort of uh, talk about new technology. And that's something that we saw a lot of with the gravel bike market, a lot of with uh, uh, in, in things like tubeless tires, a lot of things in regard to, uh, you know, the idea of wider tires, uh, one by drivetrains, things like that. Um, I think I think now is such a, a pivotal time in cycling technology, both on the road, on the mountain bikes, uh, in cyclocross, uh, you know, everywhere. There's there's many new technologies really in the early stages of development, uh, more so now than, than has been in quite a long time, in probably at least a decade or more. So what I would love to see in, in going into 2016 is uh, more people um, not necessarily accepting right away new technology or, or new ideas, but uh, at least being open to the idea of talking about them, uh, trying things out before, before having, uh, you know, having, uh, before laying bare their doubts. Um, you know, I always recommend people go to their local bike shop, demo new products when they can, and really, again, experience it firsthand because um, there's a lot of great things coming coming their way in 2016 and beyond, and, and I, think they, I think people should really try them out. 
Interesting. So did you almost detect a pushback toward new technology? I think so. And, and that's obviously something that we've seen in the cycling industry for a very long time. Uh, you know, road cycling in particular is, is a very uh, traditional sport. Um, many people are reluctant uh, when it comes to change and uh, new ideas. But, um, but again, these things are, they're happening. They're, and, um, you know, they're, they're coming to the local bike shops and they're going to be made available to, to the public. And, and again, I, I highly encourage everyone to go out and try them if you can. Go out and demo a bike, demo a new drivetrain, demo a tubeless wheel set, uh, just something you haven't tried before. Uh, give it a try. It, it, it might uh, really change your change your way of thinking and, and really couldn't enhance your ride and your experience with the bike. Uh, but, of course, that's not to say you can't have fun with your current uh, current bike at all. You know, if, if, uh, if you're enjoying your current setup and your, your current bike, your current wheels, you know, please by all means do it. Cycling's about having fun. It's not about necessarily buying the latest and greatest products. And, uh, you know, the most important thing is always to have fun and ride. Do you know of any special end-of-year rides that are coming up? Uh, well, there are quite a few um, that I'm aware of, at least. Uh, and one thing I would like to mention here in Southern California is that uh, our own uh, editor at Roadback Action uh, is uh, our editor, Neil Shirley, is putting together another training camp. He's done a couple different training camps at the end of the year. And uh, so he's putting together uh, what he's calling four days to fitness. It's a four-day block of of uh, base mile training uh, in and around the mountains of uh, Southern California. And uh, he's got a, a good number of people signed up and ready to go. And um, that's, uh, that's something that uh, we're very excited about. And uh, that's, I think, a great um, example of what people can do in the, in the off-season leading into 2016. Uh, you know, it's, it's cold out. It's wintertime for most parts of the country. But uh, if you're able to get outside and, and put in a few miles, uh, if you're able to, you know, enjoy into a holiday vacation, let's say. Uh, you can get outside, ride a little bit, uh, and really just put together a nice string of rides and uh, might find yourself with a little fitness boost heading into January. Michael White, very nice going over 2015 with you, and one of the high points for me was actually starting Bike Tech. Oh, likewise, George. This has been a, it's been a, a wonderful journey with you, and, and uh, I know... I'll, I'll speak for everyone at Road Bike Action Magazine and say it's it's been a wonderful uh, experience getting to talk with you every week and uh, yeah, explore the wonderful world of road bike tech. Michael, thanks so much. I'm really looking forward to 2016. Oh, you're welcome, George. Thank you. Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech Assistant Editor Michael White from Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Happy New Year, everyone.